Welcome to Tenet Men. Welcome to Tenet Men. I'm your host, Steve, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of Christopher Nolan's 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I'm on the red team moving forward through the film, and Kevin is on the blue team moving backwards through the film. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. (laughs) I'm excited about the next two minutes, <laughs> my next two minutes, actually, um, only covering one minute today, but actually the next one, next one gets really interesting. There's like, mm-hmm. there's dialogue in the, in the next minute that I do, uh, not a ton in this minute, but a lot in the next minute. I haven't had a lot of dialogue starting from the beginning of this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of things I'm, I've missed that I'm I'm really picking up on in this methodical rewatch. And I, I have a couple of things in this minute, too. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I'm excited. Shall we get started? Yes, yes. All right. Well, so today I am starting from uh, minute 7 seconds 21, 7.21 to 8.21. Uh, and where are you starting from today? I'm starting from two hours, 17 minutes, 21 seconds, and moving to two hours, 17 minutes, 21 seconds. I think you said the first one wrong. Yeah, you just, it's two two hours, Uh, 16 minutes. (laughs) Yes. So again, I am watching it forwards in time. So I'm watching it from minute 16 to minute 17. (laughs) But I chronologically, next week, I'll be doing uh, two hours, starting at two hours and 15 minutes. So sometimes it gets a little wonky. Try to follow along, folks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, I left off last week where the uh, we're, we're at the, the train yard and you've got this Russian or Ukrainian driver torturing the protagonist. And at 721, he pulls a silver capsule from uh, the protagonist's collar. And uh, the, the driver says, were you counting on this? Death. Uh, and then there's this cool shot of trains. You're looking at the protagonist, and then there's trains on both sides of the protagonist, and they're moving in opposite directions, right? So obviously, yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit of little bit of symbolism there, folks. That train is obviously inverted. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, is is there something with Nolan and trains? Because Inception heavily featured a train, a choo-choo, if you would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think back through other movies. I know. I think they ride trains in the prestige. Is there other times? Batman begins. Batman begins. Like the, the end, Batman like begins. They, the, the last fight scene with Ra's al Ghul and Batman's on a train and then the train crashes into, or almost crashes into Wayne tower. Yeah. Tra- uh, trains are an interesting mode of transportation, perhaps the most romantic form of transportation. I think. I would agree with that. Yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, trains moving in opposite directions. It's a it, it does create a cool visual effect here, and I like the symbolism uh, it represents. You know, for the movie. Um, mm-hmm. 
then the driver says, referring to the little silver capsule CIA issue, and then the driver, uh, he puts it in his mouth, like between his teeth, and then uh, spits it out pretty far away. <laughs> um, that brings us to, to seven thirty six. He says, "I like it. Oh, I like an interrogationist who puts a little bit of showmanship into his work." <laughs> oh yeah, this guy does not mess around. Does it, not mess it, around. It really is a performance art. Um, seven thirty six. He says, "Spare yourself." Once they clear, uh, referring to his team, right? Because I think in the previous mm-hmm. minute he says at seven o'clock. His team clears at seven o'clock. Um, and then uh, the driver goes in for another tooth with some pliers. The train. The, the, the shot cuts to like behind a train so you don't actually see the uh, the gruesomeness of uh, the protagonist losing a tooth but you hear the groaning and the you hear the torture uh, that brings us to 752 we get a shot at the clock and it's 653 um, which you know we know seven o'clock is significant uh, the driver says almost seven uh-oh he says. Uh, and he starts messing with it. Uh, and then while he's doing this, you actually we cut to the plain clothes guy who's also tied up in a chair in front of the protagonist, and he has a silver capsule in his hands. So his you know, his hands are behind his back behind the chair, and he's got a silver capsule. Uh, and he's obviously showing this to the protagonist, offering him a way out of here. Um, and then the driver says it's running fast, referring to the referring to that clock. So, uh, the driver brings the clock, walk towards the protagonist, and he says, we have to put it back one hour. He moves the clock back. Um, so I think, you know, this is just more torture, but suggesting mm-hmm. that the torture stops at 7 o'clock, but we're going to go back an hour and do another hour of torture. Yay! <laughs> um, because in, if, if you have access to tenant technology, it doesn't matter what time it is, so long as you right. get the information eventually. Right. They can let seven o'clock go by, keep torturing them, eventually get the information thinking like the protagonist will think, oh, it doesn't matter. They're probably free by now. Uh, yeah. I see. Right. Playing three dimensional chess. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's playing checkers while you're playing chess. Um, <laughs> also, like just worth noting. So like, yeah when he's turning back the clock, like the look of despair on the protagonist's face, <laughs> like John David Washington, maybe like this scene might be his best performance in the movie. Cause like his facial expressions are just like, it's incredible. Like he looks tortured. He looks like you just see despair on his face. Uh, he looks like absolute garbage. <laughs> uh, and I think, he, I feel like he does a really good job here. Yeah. I, it's, it's interesting. This was an interesting casting for Nolan because he's previously, only had stars in the protagonist and the and the um, uh, or lead actor and the supporting actor roles, you know, like yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio and um, um, Christian uh, Tom Hardy or yeah. uh, even JGL and you know, other well, people. actually, Dunkirk, yeah, Dunkirk. Well, who's the lead in that? Is that's the tough part? I don't think there is a lead, <laughs> no. I, I mean, Kenneth Branagh is in that name. too. I wonder what the billing is on that. Yeah, Tom Hardy's in it, but like, not definitely not the lead, right? I don't know that there's a lead in Dunkirk. 
Yeah. The guy, the dad on the boat. Like, I mean, it's that's an ensemble, but yeah. this is for sure. These are two people who are not. Um, uh, these are two people who are not like huge stars. Like, if Robert, well, oh, Robert. I have a whole story. I have a whole story about Robert Pattinson. Recently. Robert Pattinson's <laughs> he's he's a pretty big star, and he's about to get a lot bigger. <laughs> this is yeah, but this is part of his renaissance, if you would, coming back. <laughs> From being a teeny bopper star to being a serious actor, that that counts though. It does count. I've never seen a Twilight movie, but it counts. He's a he was a pretty big star. Okay, well, we're talking about the stars. Can I tell you the story of me and my wife seeing the Spider Man movie (laughs) this weekend? You saw the new Spider Man movie? I have not seen it yet. Me me and the 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 family were back to being Marvel. opening weekend people uh <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to go see it for what it's worth but i just i yeah. haven't haven't gotten get, out yet get there and it, you know i know avoid crowds but it's really nice to see it with a crowd <laughs> um, it's that it's that level of good but we're, we're a ton of trailers to begin with like half hour of trailers and you get the new <laughs> batman trailer in there and like halfway through the batman trailer my wife turns to me and goes they're letting him be Batman. I thought you were joking. <laughs> and this is from a woman who dragged me to see every Twilight movie in the theater. <laughs> and she's like, her exact words when we were driving home were, Robert Pattinson as Batman? No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't I know. Am... If she, I don't know if she just can't get over her Twilight years or... <laughs> I think he looks like an awesome Batman. That's just I'm I'm so excited for that movie. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of what movies to see. I'm like, he's doing really good work. You, should, you know, I was like, you should see Tenet. I'm like, oh no, you won't like Tenet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you should see the Lighthouse. You should see the first thirty minutes of the Lighthouse. <laughs> I've never seen that either. Oh really? No, no, I'm yeah. behind on the movies. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else he's coming back. Okay, but we're off topic. But okay, and uh, um, Mr. Washington. Uh, yes. Uh, so John, Black Klansman John David, was really good. John uh, David yes. Washington, yes. John David Washington. Black Klansman is very good. He's very good in it. Uh, he's mm-hmm. very good in this. So, uh, And this scene. So being tortured, I think he does a very, very good job. Uh, coming back to our minute here. Uh, so the driver walks away with the clock going to put it back on the table. The protagonist takes a really good look at that capsule in the hands of our plain clothes officer in front of him. And then at 821, the last seconds within our minute here, his foot starts to, uh, slide backwards towards, uh, you know, like the inside of the bottom of the chair, uh, indicating that he's about to pull off something cool. Uh, but you don't get to find out till next week. So thank you. <laughs> great lunge. Yeah. And also one more thing uh, yes. <laughs> about this actor. Great beard. Um, it's oh, yeah. like he's like for a young man to rock a beard is actually kind of uh, interesting. How Usually is, uh... like, you know, it, it's an older actor. Eventually they just grow a beard <laughs> and they start doing serious movies. Like Robin Williams, like yeah, <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's our age. He's uh, he's thirty seven. Yeah, but I can't. Oh, yeah, grow but we both have. But we both have beards. Yeah, not nearly as good. 
I can't grow a beard. Well, I mean, you have a better it, beard than I do. And I, I you know, yeah. <laughs> it, it's full while still being very well manicured, which is, which yes. is hard to pull off. I, I know. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're going to, we're going to change gears as it would. Let's invert into the blue team. Yes. I think it is. Uh, it is that time through the turnstile okay. blue team commence. <laughs> we need like a, some sort of music <laughs> some sort of like isn't there like some sort of like a audio thing that goes on <laughs> like an alarm that goes on while they're going through it we can uh we could just play the theme song in reverse right here reverse. <laughs> <laughs> okay um let's say uh we start off back in uh vietnam on the yacht with cat holding the gun on Sator. she's already turned on him and he's dumbfounded confused like lying on lying on his back just utterly confused um uh, and cat says andre look in my eyes which do you see despair or anger Sater, dumbfounded <laughs> says what <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah like so <laughs> And, you For know, a guy who's only... been playing this game a while, he's very slow on the uptick here. <laughs> and if you're watch, if you're if you're watching the movie in reverse, that's going to mean nothing to you. So, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, me and Sater are in the same boat right now. <laughs> right? Yeah. So obviously, that's what? a reference to earlier in the movie. Yes, uh, and, and a great theme of the movie in the Sater character of being like manipulative and being selfish and only wanting you know, only caring about how he perceives the world. Uh, so which do you see, despair or anger? Sator says, what? And Kat says, great monologue here by Kat. <laughs> <laughs> I am not the woman who could find love for you, even though you scarred her on the inside. Kat pulls up her skirt, revealing the massive angry scar. That goes, it's a long scar for, uh, I guess that's the exit wound because she was shot in the back. Um, no. Anyway, it was the inverted round. It was an inverted round, so the exit wound would have been the entry in the front, wound. I yeah. guess. In the front, yeah. yeah, her front, yeah, is where because right. it, it, the bullet comes through her back and exits, right? Then mm -hmm. um, Kat says, "I'm the vengeful bitch that you scarred on the inside." Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> damn, I screwed <laughs> up. This is why I'm not an actor. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the vengeful bitch you scarred on the outside. And that's when Seder realizes, <laughs> oh, wait, I, I've fallen for my own game. <laughs> he tries to make a lunge for her, um, and then uh, she shoots him in the chest. And he seems to kill her, kill him right away with that gunshot. I, he doesn't seem to be any death rolls going on. He, uh, but no, he, he's like choking a little bit. Like he's, yeah. he's not dead, but he's like, yeah. He's uh, maybe still conscious, right? He's not, not getting back up <laughs> like a, like a lung shot or something. Right. I don't yeah. know. I don't know the, I don't know the anatomy. I don't know what happens to people when they get shot. <laughs> <laughs> this is, so this is something I, I noticed on rewatch. This all happens very quickly. I'm looking at the script here and there's a lot of, there's a lot more grappling to push him over the edge of the boat. Mm -hmm. But in, in the movie, she grabs his feet and just starts pushing him and he slides so effortlessly. And I didn't realize this before, but he's sliding so effortlessly because she just put sunscreen on his back. Yeah. 
So that's why she's able to slide him off the boat. And then we get the great, uh, I I don't know how they pull this off, whether it's part CG, part dummy, but where he falls off the boat, hits his head and his neck seems to separate because it's dangling. (laughs) And then he hits the side of the boat again and flops into the water. Such a good uh, visualization of a body falling overboard. Uh, I like to think it was a really talented stuntman. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it has no, to be like he 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 hates CGI, so it's, it's got to be a CGI. dummy or something. It's a dummy. It's got to be a dummy. But, yeah, but usually with a dummy, like they can't get the arms right when mm. it's falling. Uh, so maybe they've just gotten better at that uh, technology. Because you see, like an eighties you... movie, and it's like a <laughs> it's like a raggedy <laughs> and doll falling through the sky. <laughs> But this looked really good. I gotta believe it's a dummy. Uh, yeah, and the and like it's just props to Cat on the forward thinking of laying down some sunscreen on the deck, like overdoing it, like <laughs> right, like that's just. I mean, it's brilliant, right? Maybe maybe uh, our guy on the boat gave her some some tips or something, like because that guy's cleaned up some bodies. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we see her because I, I remember this from the last minute where we see her cleaning up the sunscreen i wasn't sure where that came from so now i know it's it's from his back <laughs> and yeah we're pushing him off the side of the boat um uh that's when we get to uh Mahir's boat where he's watching with binoculars and he's startled <laughs> when the body <laughs> flies over and she immediately gets on the radio and cries out uh, she's killed him she's killed him uh, and then we cut back to uh, Stalask 17 or Stalask. Oh, I always get this wrong. Stalask 12. And we have Ives and the protagonist uh, unpackaging the algorithm for the first time. Uh, they hear Mahir on the radio. Ives says, she's jumped the gun. She's killed him. Uh, and then immediately the rope from uh uh, the rope drops down from Neil, uh, right on top of the, um, right on top of the algorithm, and they look up at the clock, and that's where again you start seeing these seconds ticking, and it says nine seconds here, so just a little bit more, <laughs> the time dilation that's going to pass <laughs> in that next minute that I talked about. <laughs> it starts at nine here. I guess that's going to happen a lot as I go back because I'm going to keep seeing that clock. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> so so it probably said 12. I, I bet in my next minute, it's going to say 12 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, we're jumping locations, so I'm not really sure how it's all happening. <laughs> right. There's a lot of stuff happening simultaneously. So I think that's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. Is that is that the end of your minute? That's the end of my minute. Okay. So uh, I do. So just for discussion, I have a question on. How is this supposed to go down? She, Seder was supposed to die at the exact second the bomb goes off. I think they're supposed to secure the algorithm before they kill Seder. Okay, because if he finds out, I, you, now I'm wondering why. Like, why does it matter? Exactly. I don't know why it matters. Nine seconds. That's hardly jumping the gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is hardly jumping the gun. Yeah, it's it's like. <laughs> It's like, by the way, maybe you guys should have been a little bit more on top of shit. (laughs) Right. Maybe you guys are dragging. (laughs) She showed some serious restraint, you know, waiting till nine seconds to go before jumping the gun. Uh, Yeah. I mean, like they should be 
nine seconds to go. They should be out of that hole with the algorithm. So they're the ones. Yeah, if, they're the ones. If struggling. anything, like, this is this is classic men blaming women for their own failures. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, no, I think uh, by the think time they got out. on the phone and yelled at her, be like, "Hey, you're nine seconds early." It's already <laughs> they'd already be dead from the explosion. So I don't know what they're complaining about. Get their asses moving. Yeah, I'm with you there. I am totally with you. But like, like why? But I guess why secure the algorithm before? I guess because like, like what could he have done? Nothing. If he's dead, he can't do anything. So like, why do they need? To, I don't know. This might be explained later. But I, I actually don't understand why they need to keep him alive before extracting the algorithm. I guess they're trying to definitely trying to keep it secret from him. Or I guess well, that's no, a tip he off. was supposed to. He was supposed to kill himself. Right. Then why is Cat there at all? Oh yeah, so his death is like a that's right. His death is like a uh a dead man switch, right? Like if he dies right. then then something happens. What happens when he dies? The algorithm goes off? I guess. The, like algorithm, the algorithm goes off. The algorithm gets activated. Gets activated. But what's the mechanism for activating it? Is it when it's in on, that pod? The thing on his wrist checking his heartbeat? Like but then, Fitbit. but then, what's on his end? What's on what's on the algorithm's end? I don't know. Maybe a, some kind of receiver. I don't know. I yeah, there's know, no receiver. There's no device. There's just that guy that's in there with it. Because it's in a in my next minute, we'll see that the algorithm is stored in like a big pod. Yeah. So is that pod supposed to go off? Well, the algorithm has to be connected to work. Like all the nine pieces, all the nine pieces to have to be connected. To oh, Wi-Fi. okay. No, no, it's got, it's got, it's got T-Mobile. Uh, they really should have invested in a better service. Um, go, go anywhere, <laughs> even to an authoritative yeah. di- dictatorship. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no. There's the it's the, the reasons the dead man switch. So okay, but when they're when they're but they she kills him. all this. I know they explain all this when they're on the boat. Going the boat, yeah. A lot gets explained time. on that boat. A lot does get explained, and that's where I'm going to p- poke some big holes in this movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I have a theory just on that the algorithm actually does nothing. <laughs> if I, if you might, this is not from the text in the movie, just my own perception of it. And very quickly, and then I'll be done. Okay, um, go for it. <laughs> please. The algorithm does nothing. It's just a MacGuffin. It's literally a MacGuffin. Even within the context of the story, all those pieces are do nothing. We never see them do anything at all. They're just things for people to chase. They're just dogs chasing their own tails, right? The what What is the doomsday device is a um <laughs> oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's a paradox. There's no paradoxes in the text of the film. So if a paradox of time travel were to take place, that would be the doomsday device. So, so long as the protagonists and all those participating in time travel close all their loops, clean up all their loose ends, there is no catastrophe. That's my theory of the movie. <laughs> It's not within the text of the movie, but also um, the way I've constructed it, you cannot prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyered. 
Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, you and I have very different philosophical uh, definitions of the things in this movie. I, I don't. I don't think I agree with that. Just because I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take, uh, you know, the vampire at face value when he talks about the algorithm and when they're in that container uh, and mm-hmm. like what it does. So, um, and there are yeah. paradoxes in the movie, but the are there? But the, yeah, but the 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 explanation for them is well, what's happens happens. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think a lot of the paradoxes revolve around like the mechanics of how like the bullet rever- inverted objects work. To me, anyway, I, I I don't see any people conducting any paradoxes. Mm, I need to think about this, but I'm I feel pretty sure there are. Well, I mean, yeah, even okay. Here's a paradox: uh, Neil going back in time to open the door, right? Like that's kind of a paradox. That's that's grandfather paradox. Is it? Yeah, he's already dead, but he pulls them out of the hole. But from his perspective, he's inverted. <laughs> Only when he's opening the door. Yeah, so the door is open. Technically, he's locking the door. But uh, from his perspective, the door's already open. Yeah. But it hasn't happened yet, because he hasn't gone back in time at that point. But from his perspective, it has. <laughs> Is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. See, that's what that's where this is the difference between objects being inverted and people being inverted. When people are inverted, you can put yourself in their perspective and live the movie through them. So if I'm Neil, I get inverted. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, and I get to that door which is already open. And I know all I have to do is wait for it to close. You know, wait for it, close, lock it, and that way I'll be letting them in. So it's a closed loop. It's a it it from Neil's perspective, it's a closed loop, and then he dies. From the protagonist's perspective, it looks like a paradox, but not if you're inverted, perceiving it through him. But it gets confusing when, like, a bullet has the agency of being inverted and flying backwards into a gun. That's right. the paradoxes that I see more of. That's true. That Ugh, is also this movie. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <sighs> well, on that note. Uh, folks listening, uh, if you know of any more paradoxes or some comments or some new theories, please drop us a comment or a review on whatever platform it is you found us on, and we will be sure to cover it on the next episode. Yes, leave us whatever type of review you think. You don't have to give us a glowing review, but if you want us to cover something on the podcast, uh, the, the best way to get our attention is to leave a review. Leave us one star, and then we will invert that to five stars. <laughs> yes. Leave a one star, then the next day invert yourself and come back and leave a five star that says all the opposite things. <laughs> and with that, thank you for listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed this, please take a moment to, to follow, rate, review on whatever platform that was. Leave us a one star review. And be, uh, be assured we will continue our temporal pincer movement next week. Until then, we will meet you at the beginning. See you at the beginning, friends.